Drive Time Radio with New York Vinny. And a very happy good morning to you here in the beautiful city of Seattle, and it's in Byron's in the Northwest. It is Drive Time Radio, 8 o'clock every Saturday morning. I am here with you. Uh, if, of course, as we always say, if the Lord's will and the creek don't rise, is how uh, how we work that. Because, uh, you know, sometimes we just, uh, sometimes we hope that this thing is going to happen the way it's supposed to. Sometimes it doesn't. <laughs> Today we think it is, but we're still getting a little bit of an echo. So we're going to try to get the echo out of things here. And just, uh, there we go. It's a beautiful thing when it all works, isn't it? Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah, I know. What the heck are you so happy about on a Saturday morning, Vinny? Well, you know, I got a lot to be happy about, to be honest with you. I get a chance to work with Nathan on Saturday mornings, and that alone should make you a happy person. You get to visit him. I get to work with him. Good morning, Nathan. How are you? Good morning, Vinny. Doing well. Pretty rainy out there, but made it here nice and safely. Yeah, I got to go out and uh, move my car. And uh, as soon as the show is over, I got to run out there because they're going to do some construction across the street here. My car is parked, you know, right where they're going to do the construction. And um, I, I'm dreading having to go out there and move it, man. It's like pouring. And that's the car you're driving this week? No, no, no. It's actually my car. Oh, okay. My, my actual registered in my name little car. Imagine that. I have, you know, it's like a spare tire. I have to keep it around for emergencies. <laughs> not every week you have a car. Uh, yeah, not every week. Most weeks. I mean, let's see. Uh, I didn't have one for a cup, I think two weeks last year. And then I think I didn't have one for a week the year before that. But then again, I also go to events where I drive two or three different cars. So, you know, it evens out, you know, 50 a year, whether I need them or not. Uh, but uh, we will have, we will ask in just a couple of minutes to match a question. Um, uh, Yo, Vinny, we'll ask that in a few minutes, but uh, got a few things to talk about from the world of automotive this week. Uh, an exciting Little, I don't know if it was, you know, I never believed that there's uh, mistakes in these kinds of things. I think that the companies let you know what they want you to know, because the, uh, the uh, automotive world is abuzz this week, uh, because it seems that Volkswagen has figured out the, um, the way to bring back peace, love, and happiness, and flower power to this world. That's right. Uh, many of you have heard me talk about before uh, Volkswagen's ID Buzz, which is going to be the new electric version of the Volkswagen bus. I think they are going to be wildly popular in the United States, more than they ever were when you had the original Volkswagen buses. Uh, but for those of you who have small families, especially a lot of people here in the Northwest, they um, bought the old Westphalia camper Volkswagen buses, the ones that were outfitted to, you know, go up into the, well, as far up a mountain as a Volkswagen bus could get you. But some of them are pretty tricked out. Uh, some of them pretty rebuilt enough uh, to, you know, get up the mountain and then some, a four-wheel drive and, you know, all different stuff that would help you uh, get as deep into the woods as you could with that, that little four banger engine and um, the way it, you know, the way it goes, you can sleep in it, had a refrigerator, it was a fine vehicle. I slept in one a few times and thought it was excellent. My, uh, you know, my friend of mine down in Tacoma owns one. He and his family love it. It's just a, just a really cool car. And, you know, now with the camping craze going on in America, and with the fact that that doesn't seem to be going away anytime soon, Volkswagen is jumping on it here. And um, let it be known in 
a press release that they had last week uh, stuck a line in there talking about uh, the uh, ID for, uh, I, not the ID for, excuse me, the ID Buzz Tampa version where it'll be produced. Now they make these for different countries. They're, they do exist already. You go to Europe and get one. You can, you know, if, if you uh, if you're going to go camping over Europe, you can certainly use one. But uh, so far, not for the United States. Well, that seems to uh, be changing, and it looks like we will get the Volkswagen camper in the United States. I sent you a picture of that, uh, um, Nathan, and maybe if you could put it up. Uh, so our friends that are uh, watching on Facebook this morning uh, could take a look at it. There you go. That's the ID buzz. Um, I, I know there's a few of them roaming around Michigan, but I mean, it's just a cool little vehicle. And again, with the camper craze going on right now, with people paying upwards of $200,000 for a Mercedes Sprinter van, that's outfitted correctly. Well, why wouldn't you, if you're a Volkswagen, come out with a smaller version, trade on your tradition uh, of a vehicle that's an icon that's instantly recognizable? I mean, you know, you take a look at this thing, if you can see it, if you're on Facebook, um, it's a, it's, I think it's a beautiful vehicle. It carries... Uh, the design of the Volkswagen bus in a modern version that's uh, a little safer, might I say, than the old one. You know, the old one, I don't know if you ever didn't want to remember, but the older ones, you know, you sat right in front of the windshield, right in front of the, there was no motor or anything between you and a front end collision. And between that and the steering columns that would, you know, break off and, you know, come into the passenger compartment, dashboards, glass, and everything else, it wasn't exactly the safest design in the world, much as uh, the old Econoline, and, uh, which was made by Ford, and the old uh, Chevy van. And uh, even the Dodge vans, the, uh, I think they were A100s. Um, still all followed that same cab, uh, excuse me, cab in front of the engine, where the engine was uh, mounted in the middle of the, uh, uh, of the passenger compartment and a little bit back so that you could use the top of the engine compartment. It's a very hot third seat in the front. Uh, without a seatbelt, of course, you didn't have a seatbelt on it, and um, you know, this is, of course, redesigned and everything. I think it's going to be a um, a spectacular car, and I think people are going to um, really show up for these things. And I think you're going to wind up seeing them uh, in all the traditional colors and all the crazy colors. Uh, to uh, the one that we're looking at on uh, Facebook is yellow and white. And I just think it's a spectacular color combination. It, it just looks hip. And I can see people, you know, with all kinds of custom wild paint jobs and wheels and so on and so forth. And maybe usher in a, a, a new period of uh, car customization that uh, we don't see as much anymore. You, know, you don't see the old uh, days of car customization in many cases, not all cases, but in many cases. And um, I think it's going to be a, a, a hit for Volkswagen. And uh, it should be. It's a really good, uh, good concept and a good vehicle. And it'll do its part to keep the air cleaner and to keep people... Um, Get them back to like uh, we always say, peace and love, man. We need a little bit more peace and love in the world. Uh, coming up in the show a little bit later, we are going to give you our annual uh, gift guide for the automotive enthusiast. These are some uh, hand-picked gifts that I looked at and around four as I was uh, strolling through the aisles of Costco and through the pages of Amazon, 
and some of the other uh, different uh, places where you can obtain gifts. And most of these gifts are obtainable by Christmas Day. And uh, I think um, I think something that uh, is, is worth checking out. We'll put them all up on Facebook for you too with links. Uh, so if you go to our Drive Time Radio and TV page on Facebook or you go to my page on Facebook, all of the links will, will be there, but we'll do that uh, coming up in the next segment. Next week, we'll do a little Santa Vinny show and um, have, I think, some, some groovy stuff to give away for our listeners uh, to uh, just as a thank you for listening to the show and as a nice little uh, present for people uh, who stick with us and have stuck with us all through the year or maybe new listeners. Another little uh, electric tidbit here. I just saw this on the net and I really didn't get into the um, story of it as much, but uh, I was watching one of my favorite little uh, uh, newscasts, automotive newscasts, RV Miles. It's a husband and wife team that do it. They travel around and they do uh, updates in the RV world. And they took the new Rivian pickup truck. They didn't. Somebody named... Gideon Rivian took the RV, uh, the uh, pickup, I should say, the Rivian, which is brand new and everybody's raving about on the uh, on the internet in automotive circles. This is the first electric pickup truck that's come to market, and they took this thing towing a trailer across country. And they didn't have a, a camper trailer, but they had an equal amount of weight. I think they put a Ford Mustang on a trailer and towed it from uh, California to Detroit. So not quite coast to coast. But, well, it depends on what you're talking about as your coast. If you think the coast of Lake Michigan there, I, I think that's Lake Michigan, isn't it? Um, or is it Lake Superior? Now I forget which lake it is that touches on Detroit. Uh, or maybe it's like, you know, anyway, um, they drove it across country and wound up having to stop every 100 miles to recharge. So that's a bit of a, a haul towing, uh, you know, towing a trailer. It's a bit of a, you know, that could get a little old, but it's the first known trip coast to coast of an electric pickup truck towing something so you got you know you're gonna have to get the the mileage up from there you're gonna have to be able to give people more than 100 miles at a jump going across country before i think you'll really get people to seriously look at electrics but it's coming uh the you know already hyundai is coming out uh, with the vehicle Kia as well. And it's going to give you, um, you know, in the neighborhood of uh, 350 miles. So cut that in half for towing, it's 100 and a half. Um, so I don't know. I don't know. I, you know. I'm not an RV person, I don't tow a trailer. Um, I don't tow, tow a work trailer or anything like that. So I don't, you know, know if that's a, if that's going to be an, um, you know, drawback to buying or renting one of those to go on a long trip with. And, and I'd be interested to see when the electric RVs like the Volkswagen start to hit the market. Um, if the self-contained units like this Volkswagen or the electric sprinter that's coming or things like that actually do um, give you more mileage because you are going to have to get, you have to, go to be able to do better than 100 miles at a pop if you're going across country. Uh, I've driven across country a number of times. I know the animal. I know the beast. I know what you need to do. And stop at every 100 miles to charge your battery is not one of the things that you really want to do when you're driving that distance. 
If you uh, go on Instagram, you can find more information. Just uh, look up uh, Gideon, like the Bible, the Rivian. Gideon the Rivian is um, is the name of the uh, uh, the Instagram account where they were doing that. Also, one more quick news item. Uh, State of California is attempting to ban small generators in 2024. So that means if you have an RV and you use one of those portable generators that are gas operated, you or if you're thinking about getting one, you better go out and get it now because you'll still be able to use it, but you won't be able to buy it in California anymore um, sometime in 2024. So that's something to think about if you are a person that uses an RV and you want to have a generator, that's going to be a consideration for you. Although most RVs these days are switching over to um, solar and it doesn't produce, again, we have the same problem with the recharging. It doesn't produce the amount of electricity uh, that you need unless you are in a place that it's sunny a lot. You don't get the same amount of electricity from it up here as you would in Southern California. But if you're one of those people that come up here in the winter, go down to Southern California um, or Arizona or New Mexico, you know, anywhere down in the Sun Belt, um, what me worry? Yeah, I'm not worried about it. Uh, now, let's see. It also seems to me that my good friend, and uh, producer of this show, Nathan, probably has a question that he would like to ask me. Yo, Vinny, what are you driving this week? Nathan, I thought you'd never ask. <laughs> Good golly, Nathan, I thought you'd never ask. Ah, oh, this week, we are going in style this week, Nathan. We are styling big time. We are driving, or I'm driving, I, mean, I don't know, we but I'm driving the 2021 GLB 35 formatic Mercedes-Benz. This is their uh, um, midsize to smaller SUV. Uh, this is one of my favorite cars personally out on the street. Now, I like the older more squared up, higher roof version of this car uh, that was out in the uh, 2010s. But I still, you know, it doesn't lose that much in this softer curved, newer model Mercedes version. And then you slap the uh, AMG, which is their performance division, into the equation, and you get quite a car. It's a little inline four, 2.0 liter. It cranks out 302 horsepower. It's got the uh, speed shift, eight speed transmission, and uh, the full, you know, all wheel drive with the dynamic select and the ride control sport suspension. And what that means is this is a pretty nice handling car with a bit of oomph to it. It's not, you know, it's not going to snap your neck like, uh, you know, the the BMW, uh, you know, M series uh, six, which is, I don't know, one of the more useless SUVs. It's a nice driving SUV. It's fast, but it, you know, you can't put a lot of stuff in there. Uh, the GLB thirty five formatic gives you a vehicle that you can put stuff in. Uh, it gives you a vehicle. Uh, that you can, matter of fact, it's, it's a three-seat vehicle. Now, I don't know if I'd want to take a long trip in those back seats, but it is a three-seat SUV in that, uh, in that size. And it has all the stuff you've come to expect out of a Mercedes-Benz, uh, the high-tech screen, the column shifter, the comfortable seats, um, plenty of legroom, a flatter floor, 
Uh, the, and as I said, the AMG performance package, the panoramic sunroof. So all in all, the, um, uh, the GLB35 on first impression is a very, very capable and very, very nice car. And again, what I like about this car is that it doesn't feel like a honking big SUV. It feels more, it's got much more of that traditional station wagon feel to it. But it's a very capable um, SUV if you want to take it a bit off-road, you want to uh, go to some of the places where you might not want to take a regular station wagon. It has that type of suspension. It'll raise, it'll lower, it'll get you a little further off the road. It's, you know, strangely similar in many ways to uh, the Subaru Outback Wilderness in that it's a car that you feel confident in taking a little bit further up the beat, uh, off the beaten path. And I think that Mercedes, uh, you know, has a winner here. I love when they make a car uh, that isn't the honking big SUV. It's a station wagon or a hatchback that delivers that kind of, uh, of versatility and also presents itself as more of a car than a honking big SUV. It's just like the, uh, the Santa Cruz pickup truck. It's, it's, it's the same, you know, concept is that, you know, we run out and we spend $80,000 for a big SUV, $90,000. And you don't need half for the stuff that you buy. You don't need the size all the time. You don't need uh, the hugeness of it. Where you can, uh, get a Mercedes like this or an Audi or, you know, several other cars that are available uh, in a, in a semi-station wagon form and you can enjoy them with a, with, with using less gas and having a more manageable car to drive as opposed to a huge, you know, pickup, uh, pickup based SUV. I like to see that. I, I, I enjoy that. Nothing wrong with the big ones. If you need it, you got eight kids, whatever. Great. But to me, this is where the, the, the growing piece of the market is. Where you're going to see uh, more and more of these uh, vehicles that are smaller in scale and very versatile. We'll give you the pickup truck. We'll give you a part of an SUV. We'll become, you'll be able to fit the kids in. Versatility is going to become, as the, the prices of these cars go up, I think mean, for a lot of people, versatility is going to count more. And that's exactly what this uh, GLB 35 uh, gives you. All right, quick break here. We come back with our uh, holiday Christmas shop, or Christmas holiday, excuse me, shopping guide. It's Drive Time Radio right here on 1150 KKNW. This overheated radiator shouldn't have happened. Or this street windshield in the rain. Or this dead battery here. Shouldn't somebody check those things for you every time? Your Texaco dealer does. That's his promise. Your Texaco dealer not only promises to check the things everyone ought to, he'll double check too. He'll check your battery. Double-check the battery cables. Check your oil. Double-check the fan belt. Check your radiator. Double-check the radiator cap. Clean your windshield. And double-check the wiper blades. What's more, your Texaco dealer's service and courtesy includes a smile and a thank you. That's his promise. You can trust your car to the man who wears the star. The big, bright Texaco star. Real people, real life, real radio. Alternative Talk, 1150. And back with you here on 1150 KKNW, Drive Time Radio, New York. Benny, hanging out with you. If this is your first or second time listening to the show, we thank you for stopping by. If you're out this morning at Shoreline Cars and Coffee, I don't know if they're out there uh, this morning in the rain, but they may be. It's a hearty bunch out there. Stop by and tell them uh, that... Uh, 
New York really sent you. I don't think you'll get anything for it, but they'll, you'll have their undying gratitude that you were willing to come out and bring your car out in the rain and hang out with them. You know, the worst thing in the world is when you're hanging out in the rain and nobody's hanging out with you. Uh, by the way, a couple of uh, passings that we want to mark for this week before we get into the holiday shopping guide. Um, sadly, Alonzo Sr. passed away um, on Thursday. Second driver to win the Indianapolis 500 four times. The legendary Unser family uh, were, I mean, uh, USAC and cart open wheel competitions. Um, he was just, a, you know, the family like the Andretti's and the Petty's, uh, just a royalty in racing. And uh, by most people's account, was also a champion of a guy too, just a, a gentle, uh, competitive, guy uh and certainly one of the greatest drivers in uh, indycar racing history 39 wins in usac and cart open wheel competition he won the 70 83 and 85 cart championships uh and he was also a battler medicine wise he um 17 years he battled cancer. And uh, it finally uh, took him uh, just seven months after his uh, old brother, Bobby Unser, passed away. And uh, at least he lived long enough to see Helio Castroneves' fourth win in the Indy 500, which tied him with Unser, A.J. Foyt, and Rick Mears. And uh, again, one of the greatest drivers uh, in the history of Indy racing and uh, the Indianapolis uh, and racing and automotive world, uh, saddened by the news of the passing of Al Unser. Also, uh, we would be remiss with our musical background uh, to not note the passing of Michael Nesmith, uh, one of the monkeys who uh, passed away. Uh, was it yesterday, I believe, or Thursday, the late Thursday or yesterday? Um, of course, uh, Nismith, probably on paper, one of the most success, the most successful of the monkeys. Uh, his career, he had movies, he did a, a bunch of stuff. He also wrote um, one of the, the largest pop hits of the 70s. Actually, the 60s and in the 70s, different drum, which was made popular by a group called the Stone Ponies, uh, whose lead singer was Linda Ronstadt. And uh, Michael Nesmith wrote that song uh, back in 1964 uh, from 60, what was it, 66, 67, 68? Uh, the Monkees were as hot as any musical band around. Uh, you know, uh, a band that was put together by Don Kirshner and, you know, just thrown together as a kind of spoof on It's a Hard Day's Night. And the whole thing took off. The teen magazines got them and uh, got a hold of them and made them teen idols. And for years, they couldn't go anywhere. So now... There is just one monkey remaining, Mickey Dolenz, uh, who uh, was the drummer in the band uh, on most of the uh, uh, on most of the later records. I don't think they played a lot of their uh, own instruments on the early records, but uh, certainly did on the later instruments and uh, Mickey the remaining monkey. All right, let's take a look at some great Christmas gifts that you, yes, you, if you if you're stumped. If you're stumped on what to get the, the one in your life uh, as, a, uh, as a gift for Christmas, we have some suggestions for you that hopefully, hopefully, will uh, give you, I don't know, uh, an idea of what to go out and get the uh, automobile lover in your life. Uh, and their uh, gadgets and, and all sorts of things uh, that we have, uh, that I have compiled here for you, that we have compiled. Um, I think, let's see, we have five 
local ones here that um, I think, uh, you know, if you want to support smaller businesses, uh, would give you a, a perfect reason to do that. Because after all, experiences are, uh, are, are happening right now. That's what you want to get somebody, right? An experience. So um, if you want to get somebody an experience, what better experience could you get them than to give them a day of driving at uh, a track? One of the places that, uh, you know, that I'm familiar with around uh, that does a nice, nice job, you can find them on the internet, is Dirtfish. Um, up in Redmond, I believe they are. And I've driven their track before. We've had events there before. And they, um, they do a nice job of letting you come out and kind of giving you some instructions and teach, set you up to do uh, rally driving like our uh, friend Mercedes Lilienthal does. Uh, and did this year with the ID4. Uh, not too expensive. I think it's a couple hundred bucks for a day. And uh, certainly uh, that the crew out there and the people out there are patient. So if you have somebody that has no experience, the only thing you need is a helmet. I actually think they may have the helmets there. So um, Dirtfish uh, Driving School, uh, Dirtfish uh, Rally School is one of the places you would want to check out. Again, I'll put links to these on our first uh, Facebook page. Another great gift, a stocking stuffer, but another great, great gift. And Nathan, please feel free to chime in on what you think about these. Um, is uh, a brown bear car wash book. Brown bear, brown bear is a local car wash company. You know, they're all over the place. And um, I think a great idea for somebody who, uh, you know, especially uh, if we have wind up having a water shortage and you have to use well water and everything like that, uh, Brown Bear does a nice job uh, wherever you uh, find them of uh, getting your car clean. And you can buy a book of uh, Brown Bear car washes. You can buy a card or you go to your website and do it. And uh, Brown Bear certainly, and, and I mean, it works for most car washes, but Brown Bear, um, I'm always a little bit partial to around here because they help out the uh, veterans program as well that uh, the, the flight program that brings veterans back to Washington, D.C., they contribute heavily to that or have in the past. And uh, I think it's, uh, you know, a nice thing. And uh, they deserve your support. I mean, listen, you give, uh, you know, you give your, your car driving friend 10 car washes, chances are at least one time when they pick you up, you're going to pick you up in a clean car, right? Right. How about a membership for the LeMay? Museum down in Tacoma. Find a bunch of people down there. It's a great museum. And, uh, you know, you can buy memberships, I believe, is inexpensively. I mean, they have them for under 100 bucks. I mean, they may even have one that's like under 50. And you get the museum privileges, the newsletter, and everything like that. You get to uh, see the groovy cars and exhibits that they bring in and out. And uh, they have a lot of different, you know, now that COVID is kind of passing us, well, it's not passing us by, I shouldn't say that, but it's it's certainly allowing, hopefully, for some events to happen. Uh, I'd look for the LeMay to do a lot more events and to, um, you know, to uh, open up their museum more and their collection. And, and I think it's a worthwhile thing. It's certainly worthwhile to support uh, a local museum for automotive. Um, I'm always a fan of these guys and gals down at Grios. Uh, their car, uh, their car care bundles started, I think, twenty nine dollars and worked their way all the way up to you could probably buy a, you know, a gold version. Uh, but I've used Grios Garage uh, car care products uh, for washing my car and cleaning it, and making it smell better, and treating the leather, and all that stuff. I've used their stuff for years. I love it. Uh, I got a, They're local. I got a gift package of it many years ago uh, at a Rick Riz auction, you know, his toys for, uh, for kids thing that they do. Um, I was the winning bidder 
on this bucket and uh, chamois cloths and everything like that. And it was, uh, it was great. It was, uh, the products were good. Uh, they, they were easy to use. They worked fine. The chamois cloths did what they were supposed to do. Uh, everything worked beautifully. And I'm a big fan of this. Again, a local business. Uh, you can find them at uh, Griot's, G-R-I-O-T-S uh, dot com, or just search Griot's Talk Air, and uh, they will come up. And I believe that, um, I believe you can probably also get them at Amazon uh, if you want to do that as as well. Make it easy for your Prime member. You probably get it, you know, before Christmas. All right, as we continue on, if you are an RVer, one of the things that you should check out is a togorv.com. Uh, it is a membership organization uh, that includes, I think they charge like 39 bucks a year or something like that. But there are a number of different benefits that come along with this, uh, including uh, certified campgrounds, including all different sorts of information about campgrounds, uh, a review board, a social media site, so that you can be on there with like-minded people um, that enjoy the RV life. Uh, Togo RV, uh, as I said, $39 a year right now. I saw that also on the RV Miles um, broadcast. Uh, the Epperson's again do a nice job with that as well. If you have somebody that has an older car, like I do. I mean, my own personal car is a 2000 Toyota Celica. No backup camera in that car. And backup cameras are becoming more and more and more important. So you can buy solar-powered backup cameras that you mount on your license plate as, uh, you know, above your license plate, you bolt it on, has a little wireless transmitter, it'll go to your phone. And you can have to enjoy the same luxury as um, anybody else who has a, a brand new car. Now, in my, my 2000, I have a Bluetooth um, stereo that you can plug you know, uh, a USB into as well. Um, CD player in it. And uh, I'm going to have a backup camera. I'm going to grab a backup camera for myself. Uh, they have them at Costco. I think they're about uh, 50 bucks at Costco. Uh, you can also get them on Amazon if you uh, so desire. And uh, there is... Um, uh, let's see. And TIFO is one of the companies that make them. Check these things out because there are some not so great ones out there. You want the wireless. You don't want to be putting wires all through your car. But uh, yeah, the uh, TIFO backup camera, high definition. Uh, I think they're great to have. There's uh, nothing that can make you feel more secure than putting the car in reverse and cranking on that backup camera. So you can see if that kid is uh, behind you. Very important. Every car these days, I believe, should have a dash cam. It's just, it's, it's becoming required um, piece of equipment in the car. Because it, it, it's a record of what you're doing. It's a record if somebody hits you, uh, you can rig them up. If somebody has an accident, if somebody tries to break into your car. We live in a society today that everything is videotaped. So, you know, you can get a good dash cam for 120 bucks. Slap it up in your windshield and you have protection. And I'll tell you another thing I noticed about the dash cam thing. And I'm a little geeky. I watch these uh, videos on YouTube, car crash videos and road rage videos. Sometimes I, I just watch them to, to see what the human condition is. 
And I've noticed something. I don't know if it's psychological or what. But when some idiot gets out of their car and they want to get big and bad with you, when they see that dash camera, they kind of, in a lot of cases, not every case, I'm not telling you to go out and, you know, um, you know, go out and start acting a fool. But I've seen in many cases where people see the dash cam and they get back in their car because they realize now that everything they do is not only going to be witnessed, but it's going to be recorded. And uh, the person who they're attacking is going to be able to go to the police station or call the police and show them that video evidence. And the police will pursue that because they have a reason and evidence to pursue an assault charge. A couple of other quick things that um, you cannot go wrong with. Uh, one of the things I liked, uh, and I just uh, bought one, and I think it's a great thing, is the uh, uh, Michelin makes them, Michelin, I should say. Um, um, I bought one at uh, on Amazon. I'm extremely pleased with it for a hundred bucks. The jump starter and power bank. I mean, here's the thing: where you're stuck, you don't want to. You get a dead battery. You come out in the morning. It's cold. You get in your car. You can't start it. There's nobody around to help you give you a boost. Nobody wants to give you a boost these days with all the electronics of people's cars. They're afraid you might reverse polarity and blow out their computers. Well, now you don't have to depend on anybody. You get one of these, you charge it, you stick it in your car, in the trunk, in the glove box. And when you have a dead battery, you pull it out, you hook it up to your uh, thing, there's a flashlight on it. You can hook your cell phone into it as well. And you have something uh, that is about a set, you know, uh, 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 that is a safety thing for you, not just a convenience thing. It, it could get you out of a bad situation having to wait around in a dark lot for some tow truck guy to come or some uh, AAA guy or something like that, because you know when it's cold and rainy, they're busy as all get out. So here you go. You boosted a hundred bucks. You boost your car. You're on your way. You show your kids how to use it. So if they get stuck, they boost the car. They're on their way. Nothing wrong with that. Uh, a couple other quick things here. Um, one of the things I saw when I was perusing, I saw this on Auto Week, and I've never seen this before. Something brand new. Now, I have glasses that have lights in them. And I have, um, you know, a headband with an LED light so that when I'm working in the dark or I'm even just sitting there reading, I can see. But the uh, My Lavelle people have gone one better. They have LED flashlight gloves. That is right. You heard me correctly. LED flashlight gloves from uh, My Lavelle. And uh, it's just what you need. 1999. They come in black. They come in green camouflage. They fit on your left hand and your right hand. I guess they're originally uh, for cycling, but it's um, it's something that I think if you're working on cars at night, you'd probably be very happy to have one of these. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe I missed the boat. Maybe I just haven't seen it. But again, for $19.99 for 20 bucks um, on Amazon, it is not a bad. You get a pair, two of them, uh, which is what most pairs are. Uh, I think it's a great, a great gift. You know, one of those great gifts that uh, you know you buy for the six-year-old and the old daddy look, you know, hours, probably hours of fun, matter of fact. Get one, get a pair for the six-year-old too, and they can go play flashlight, you know, around the house. 
be lots of fun. Um, let's see. I think that is, uh, I think that's it. I think those are the things that, you know, the top things that I came up with. Uh, and again, most of those can be gotten from Amazon, Amazon Prime, and get to you um, within a couple of days. Um, you know, the Griot stuff, I think maybe uh, that might be the toughest to get. Uh, and the membership for the LeMay Museum, probably the easiest because you can go online and, uh, and do that as well. Also, one more thing that's really cool that, uh, that I saw that I think would be a very interesting uh, Christmas gift is I've been researching Route 66 because this uh, upcoming summer, uh, I am planning on, we'll have more information about this a little later uh, as we get into the new year, but I'm planning on driving Route 66 uh, because I'm 66 years old and I've always wanted to do it. I've never done it from Chicago all the way to LA, the route that uh, a lot of stars took to get out to uh, Hollywood. It'll be the route that I will be taking as well to get out to Hollywood. Um, but there are several really cool books uh, about Route 66 on Amazon uh, that tell the story of America's Mother Road and talk about the attractions that are there and the ones that have been gone. Uh, it is a quickly disappearing road. More and more of it every day seems to be detoured around or businesses go out of business. Uh, I think the pandemic has really uh, put a knife in it a little bit. And um, there are some great books about it. Take you back to a time when, you know, this country, people in this country weren't afraid to get into their cars and drive out to California to try to make it because they couldn't make it in a small town in Illinois or Missouri or Ohio or New York or wherever they were living. You got in the car and you go, you go west, young man, following the basic trail of the, you know, the covered wagons. Kind of cool. And I think, uh, you know, I always like a book for uh, Christmas. It's always nice to get a book and to get hipped up to what's going on. All right, quick break here. We come back. We got this week's uh, drive time, a radio road test for you, a very surprising SUV. This is Drive Time Radio. The new 1956 Nash, Thursday, November 17th. It's the world's finest travel car. Built for the long run, designed for the most fun, Nash is the long-distance car. It's sweet on the byways and sweet on the highways, the Nash is ahead by far. If you like to go places, see all the show places in this great land of ours, you'll want a Nash with all its flash and all its dash. You'll want Nash, the traveling car. A real hook, the ground car, a big, safe and sound car, protecting those near and dear. A steel girder cruiser, this big, handsome cruiser can take it year after year. Nash is a road car, a big, heavy load car, the safest in every way. You're safer in a Nash with all its flash and all its dash. You'll love Nash, your traveling car. On Thursday, November 17th, see the greatest travel cars ever built. The beautiful new Nash Ambassador and Statesman. Brilliant new beauty, blazing new power, exclusive new travel features. They're years ahead of all other cars. The new 1956 Nash, Thursday, November 17th at your Nash dealers. Self-help, healing, spirituality, and more on Alternative Talk, 1150. All right, let's get right into it here on 1150 KKNW. It's Drive Time Radio, New York, Vinny Time for a cartoon of the week. Didn't think I was going to get to it, did you? Uh, I think we pay tribute to the Volkswagen van with uh, a song uh, that I've come across from a band called Scouting for Girls. Uh, it's an English pop band. They were formed back in 2005 by three friends from London. And they have a great little song, a kind of jangly poppy song uh, called um, uh, uh, Volkswagen. 
I have it here somewhere. Uh, Volkswagen uh, van, a summer song. The Drive Time Radio Road Test. Every week, Vinny puts another car through its paces and lets you know the good, the bad, and the ugly. There you go, the uh, cartoon of the week. And I'll go right to the road test, Drive Time Radio Road Test. I talked about this last week uh, on the Yo Vinny segment. And um, the rest of the week with the car didn't change my mind much. Uh, we uh, drove last week the Mitsubishi Eclipse Cross, which is uh, Mitsubishi's uh, much improved SUV, uh, small SUV. Uh, that competes with the Hyundai Kona, the Jeep Compass, and the Mazda CX-30. I like this car. Um, I, I, it isn't, it doesn't sit with everything else. Um, and the price is a little bit more than I'd probably like to see it get lower, fully loaded. Uh, but there was something about this Mitsubishi, whether it was its roominess, whether it was the way it it drove, and I'm not a big fan of the CVT, and this thing has a, a, a continuously variable transmission, uh, but it, it seemed to me, this car, that you could tweak it in a couple of places, maybe upgrade the interior a little bit, uh, maybe work on a little bit more power for it, and you'd really have uh, something that sits up with uh, the, the, the leaders in the category. It falls just a little bit below uh, and and really it does when it comes to off-road driving when it comes to long trips if you're driving this thing around town if you're not taking a lot of long road trips if you don't have an immediate need for a burst of spectacular power that whips you back into the seat and you're going to lease it for three years, so you're not worried about the retail, uh, resale value so much on the car, the residual value. And I think this is a good car. It's roomy. Uh, the uh, system, uh, nav system, isn't the best, but it's adequate. It is an adequate car that comes in at a better price point. It's a safe car that comes in at a better price point. Is it not the top car in the class? No, it's not. Is it in the middle of the pack? Yes. Does it work uh, great for some purposes? Yes, it does. Is it roomy? Does it carry cargo? Yes, it does. I say, go look at a Mitsubishi. There's great lease deals on them right now. And it may be an alternative if you're priced out or you can't find uh, the exact car you're looking for. It does strike, it is a striking looking car a very good looking car and something you would be proud to drive up to the country club or uh, anywhere else that you may be driving that car. That's going to do it for drive time this week. Thank you so much for listening. I will catch up with you next week. If the Lord's willing and the Creek don't rise, remember peace, love and Manischewitz.